Support comes from Bellingham's Whatcom Museum with its historic Hall of Birds. On May 31st and June 1st, hosting bird taxidermist and museum preservationist Alice Markham for a weekend of events and workshops. Details and tickets at whatcommuseum.org. Good evening. From the KUOW Newsroom, this is Seattle Now. I'm Paige Browning. Happy Moon Landing Day. Coming up, our feature story today, can you find a good bagel in Seattle? Our very own food reporter, Ruby DeLuna, did the hard work and took a taste test to find out. But first, here are the top stories today. It's Thursday, February 22nd. The presidential primary election started today in Washington state. Ballots are starting to arrive in the mail and drop boxes open today in King County. So watch your mail. Security is on the minds of election leaders. Soon it could be a felony to threaten election workers in person. There's a bill to do so in the legislature. Jeannie Lindsay has our report. It's already a felony to threaten Washington's election workers online, and a bill that just passed the Senate makes in-person threats against election workers a Class C felony as well. The change comes after election offices across the region received letters laced with suspicious powders last fall. Some of them contained trace amounts of fentanyl. Here's Senator Manka Dingra. This cannot be something we take as normal. The policy also allows threatened election workers to enroll in Washington's address confidentiality program. The bill's sponsor expects the current version of the legislation to gain final approval in the coming days. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. There is nothing like a pizza delivery after a long week or maybe some fried rice brought to your door. But less people have been ordering lately in Seattle. Food delivery apps say it's because of the new wages set for gig workers. And now the company DoorDash says it's going to City Hall to try to negotiate changes. Just over a month ago, a new minimum wage went into effect for drivers. DoorDash's government relations manager, Anna Powell, says those wage laws are hurting business. We know that um, Seattle businesses have already missed out on more than $1 million in revenue. Um, And that's just on the DoorDash Marketplace platform, and that's looking at only about a two-week time span. The new law requires companies to pay gig workers a minimum per minute and per mile. To cover costs, DoorDash is charging a $5 fee per order. But workers argue it's the fee, not the law, that's hurting business. Michelle Bowser is a shopper for Instacart. The companies don't want to pay the workers and they're going to pass it on to the customers, which is unfortunate because now you've got customers that are upset, workers that are upset and businesses that are upset. DoorDash says it's reached out to the city council in hopes of changing the law. Sound Transit has found that its stations are not easy to navigate if you have sight impairments. So there's a new tool coming to help. Casey Martin has this story. When you get off of a light rail train now, you have to look for signs that point to the elevator and exits. But if you're blind, those signs are useless. Sound Transit says they're launching a new mobile app for blind and visually impaired riders. The app can give audible directions to the nearest escalator or orca card reader. The agency says it has an accuracy of up to two inches and can tell if you're on the right side of the platform to catch your train. 
Sound Transit is trying the app at just two locations for now, Chinatown International District and Westlake Stops. They'll test it for six months and then decide if they'll expand the app to other stations, including sounder trains. Casey Martin, KUOW News. On the Boeing beat today, aviation analysts are not sure if the leadership changes at Boeing are enough to restore the company's reputation. This week, Boeing ousted the leader of the MAX 737 program and announced its head of human resources is retiring. Industry analyst Richard Abulafia says these changes are a start, but ultimately the leadership culture needs to change. So much more needs to happen before this company returns to its roots as an aircraft producer rather than a, a company run by people who are prioritizing uh, you know, financial abstractions. Abulafia is also concerned about morale among workers, and here is the prime cut from him. He said that Boeing's top officials have treated their suppliers and workers somewhere in between a punching bag and an ATM. Ouch. Here's what's going down at the legislature. Speaker has opened the roll call machine. Washington House lawmakers passed a bill that expands grocery worker protections in the event of a merger. Kroger and Albertsons want to sell off 413 stores as part of their merger, and a quarter of those stores are in Washington. Ruby DeLuna explains how the bill would work. The bill has passed both chambers and now heads to the governor. If he signs it and if the merger goes through, the company buying those stores would have to retain most workers for at least six months. Anyone who's let go would have to be compensated. Lawmakers who voted no say they support workers too, but they add the state should not get involved since it's more of a federal issue. That's Ruby DeLuna. The merger is facing two state lawsuits from Washington and Colorado. Also today, the state Senate passed a bill to make it harder for schools to ban books. It would bar school officials from banning library books or other learning materials solely because they focus on protected classes, such as people of color or members of the LGBTQ community. Those groups are the main focus of book bans. But before the bill passed the state Senate today, several Republicans spoke out against it, including Senator Brad Hawkins. It is another step towards the erosion of local control in our schools, uh, and it takes those community decisions uh, away from the communities. But Democrats like Senator Emily Randall say that all young people need to have access to accepting and affirming books no matter where they live. We are everywhere, and we deserve to feel welcome and affirmed everywhere. The bill still needs to go back to the House before Governor Inslee can sign it into law. We've got a few things to mention in the culture section today. This Saturday is the big Lunar New Year Festival and food walk in the Chinatown International District. The menu's already out, and I'm going to need to try the deep-fried salt-and-pepper tofu. It's the 50th anniversary of SIF, the Seattle International Film Festival. They're celebrating by showing a series of the festival's award winners and favorites over the years, including Poltergeist and The Babadook. This starts tomorrow. 
And it is the one-week countdown to Emerald City Comic Con. Headliners include Christina Ricci, Christopher Lloyd, Sean Astin, and Elijah Wood. And one more small note today. There's a little piece of Northwest Engineering on the moon today. Columbia Sportswear, based in Portland, sent a puffy jacket on board the lander Odysseus as part of the mission by Intuitive Machines to land on the moon. The whole point, Columbia wanted to show off its newest insulating jacket fabric, which was inspired by a NASA space blanket. And the lander did touch down today. Seattle may have a stellar reputation for food, but when it comes to bagels, diehard fans say the city has fallen short. So some new contenders have started popping up and are hoping to win those people over. But are they enough to satisfy bagel connoisseurs? Ruby DeLuna took a recent blind taste test and has this story. It's Kareem Fisher, and I should be picking up two Welcome. bags. Come in. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it's a party atmosphere at the home of organizers Sarah Levitin and Dylan Bussone. The couple and a group of their friends have assembled bags of bagel samples for pickup. Levitin started Bagel Quest in 2020 as a way to battle the social disconnect during COVID lockdown. Back then, 55 people signed up. It was a lot harder for us because we actually went house to house and dropped them off, but we were able to see people from afar. Today, more than 200 participants will have their say about Seattle's bagels. Busona didn't realize what he got himself into. I didn't realize like a baked good could be so... Um... I don't know, what's the word, like, yeah, controversial, or so uh, people would have so many opinions and such strong opinions about it. But there's one thing they agree on. Oh, good bagel is definitely crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside, but not gummy. That's Kareen Fisher, one of this year's participants. She's brought back her bagel samples to her Wallingford home. I asked her to describe what a good chew is. You want it to taste like it just came out of the oven, and you want it to ha- have a little bit of moisture to it without um, being, like, doughy tasting. Nodding in agreement is her friend Isolde Raftery, who's also a KUOW web editor and a bagel maker herself. You kind of need to wrestle with it a little bit, but it can't be so tough that it's, like, this aggressive, you know, painful wrestling match. It needs to be sort of a gentle yeah. tussle with the bagel. <laughs> Like, that's, that's a, a big, good bagel. Yeah. A big no-no for Fisher, toasting a freshly baked bagel when the textures are perfect, but the day after is okay. Fisher is particular about her bagels because they're very much a part of her upbringing, having grown up in Brooklyn and New Jersey. I have spent a lot of time around bagel culture, and my family is Jewish, so most family gatherings, at least at some point during the day, there would be bagels uh, out and uh, whitefish and cream cheese. And now, the moment of truth. Fisher arranges the bagel pieces on a board with their identifying numbers. Okay. All right, let's let's do notes. A little cream cheese here. Yeah. She takes a bite, gives it a good chew. Her brows wrinkled. She pauses to reflect on the flavor. The first entry seems to have the right textures. It has the right softness and crispiness, but it's, yeah, it's a little lacking in flavor. Although I'm sure it does feel like it was big today. On to the next sample. I think I don't like the exterior as much. Mm-hmm. It's not as crunchy. It's oh. also ever so slightly too sweet. Mm. 
After 13 bagel samples, Fisher and Raftery ranked the entries. By late afternoon, all the voting results were in. Two of their top three choices made the cut. Both are pop-ups, hay bagel and beans bagel. Fisher says Seattle's bagel journey has come a long way. For the first 10 years in Seattle, I just didn't eat bagels. And then a bunch of like great places started popping up. And there's a lot of transplants in Seattle. So surely a lot of people just brought their culture and or their city style of bagel with them and, and realized the gap in the market <laughs> and started uh, making great bagels. And for exacting critics like Fisher, that gives hope for Seattle. Ruby DeLuna, KUOW News. You can find the lineup for Bagel Quest and the final tally at KUOW.org. Tomorrow on the podcast, it's Casual Friday. Author Jody Ann Bury and Seattle Times food writer Ton Vin talk about the news of the week and the delights of air travel. Flying is so stressful now. I seriously, every time I fly, I take an edible. (laughs) When I fly, I fly high. That's on tomorrow morning's episode of Seattle Now with host Patricia Murphy. And that's a wrap today from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. And I'm Paige Browning. Seattle Now and KUOW are members of the NPR Network. Until next time, see ya. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. <laughs>